Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right. Welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish. I'm joined through the miracle of computer phone by my buddy Kelly Dwyer. The great Kelly Dwyer is here. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I have a guitar. I was going to ask you, my first question was to ask you if your guitar was also here with us. So your guitar yes, is I, here with us. I got a, I got a travel guitar. It's an Epiphone uh, Les Paul Jr. double cutaway that I put a uh, Seymour Duncan uh, P90 uh, upgrade in. It's it's just a power I don't know machine. what a lot of those words mean. Can you plug it into your computer via USB for podcasting? Is that a thing that people do uh, now? Probably. Probably during during uh, uh, you know the pandemic, I I I splayed on some uh, some some laptop gear to, to plug the stuff in, but I just I'd rather just plinkety plink 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 uh, acoustically. If you so had no if can... you had a USB guitar, I'm just throwing this out there, Kelly. Um, one benefit you could do you could actually maybe uh, cue like uh, drops audio drops <laughs> FM radio style by just playing your guitar. Maybe you could like you know yeah. play 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 the the E string, and then it, fiery. It, it would give you whatever, whatever it was. It could be a quote from Steven Silas uh, being distraught <laughs> that the Rockets just won't try. Why won't yeah. they try? Um, that was slap. dark stuff. Yeah, or you could just do that. Or, yeah, you could do a little slap guitar. But anyways, thanks for thanks for joining us, Kelly. Um, I tried to get you on a, a playback last week. You said you were driving across the country. Can you tell us what was... What were, what were you driving for, and how far did you drive? Uh, I'm visiting two of my mother-in-laws uh, in Olympia, Washington, where I'm currently at. Uh, oh, wow. I live in Indiana, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good 2,300-mile drive in a couple of days, uh, which I loved. America is is beautiful, and CarPlay is fantastic. All you have to have is your little uh, thumb on the steering wheel, and you can listen to whatever music you can think of. And uh, find out the weather in various snowing states. It snows everywhere up here, and then it turned rainy. 
Uh, but I had a dog and an all-wheel drive uh, sedan, so uh, it was it was the time of my life. I've done a lot of driving in the last uh, in this year. I've, I've been out to New York a couple of times. I went from uh, Fort Collins to Yorba Linda a couple of times. Uh, I've I've done a lot of driving this year, and I, I highly recommend it. It is uh, a beautiful country we have going on here. What is your what's your go-to road jam? Is it just all Nate and Danny dunked on? <laughs> I am not a good podcast person. I, 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 I just am not. It's I have I have the entire encyclopedia of music at my, and I haven't even yeah. touched you know, Brazil yet. I haven't even touched. You know, I've just started on 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 uh, on Japanese jazz fusion. You know, I have so much to learn as this dumb American cowboy that I am. So uh, no, it's just it's all music. It's just nonstop music. That's good. I, I, one of my resolutions this year uh, among many is, uh, I need to listen to more music, less talking, more music. Uh, I need to get, I need to get back into the, uh, the, the joy of listening to music. Although I honestly, as like a sort of musician myself, I, 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 I got into the, I would only listen to bands of people I knew, which honestly has bled over into my podcast consumption where now I basically only listen to podcasts of people I know. Um, like if I'm not, if we're not on, on speaking terms, I'm probably not listening to your podcast. <laughs> is this the new, is the new, uh, is my new habit. Um, which is and, how I feel sometimes. Like if I, you know, if I don't, if I don't leave a, a thumbs up on a YouTube every so often, or if I don't get the latest joke on a podcast, I'm like, have I upset my friends? Have I upset <laughs> these people? Do they know that, uh, you know, I couldn't hook it up when I was washing dishes the other day because I, I wanted to hear, uh, I wanted to see what Joe Tex was all about. Yeah. Um, as you know, we start our show with breakfast. Have you had Have you had a good breakfast today? We got a lot to get to. We're going to try to cover it all. Um, there are huge NBA stories. Sometimes I avoid the huge NBA stories. I cannot. Uh, the Kyrie Irving trade. I still want to talk about the All Star reserves that were announced last week. I'm still want to talk about the Rising Stars game, which had a confusing twist this year. I want to talk about Cam Thomas. But before we can do all that, we of course have to talk about breakfast. Uh, what'd you have, Kelly? Uh, bacon, eggs, and spinach, hot sauce. Ooh, had it. Not not today, but had it for uh, a brunch yesterday, and it's a go-to. It's going to be my staple for the next couple of days out here as we try to. You know, when you're when you're living in someone's house, you don't want to take up too much fridge space. So you sure. know, a nice slab of thick bacon, a couple of bags of spinach, carton of eggs, set to go. Where are you getting the eggs these days? They're kind of pricey. You got a, You got a local. Oh, you, we got an egg an egg got, guy up there in Washington. I got a mountain guy. I got you, a mountain. You guy. get an egg guy. <laughs> I do have an egg person in Indiana. You have to go down a gravel yeah. road and pay. Cash and they're right on the Wabash River and it's yeah. a mile, a mile from anywhere. But yeah, I got I got an egg person. Problem is, is you have to return their cartons and I, I just can't. I no, I forget. You forget? You're making art projects out of them. You're just uh, you know I you keep <laughs> thinking I'm gonna soundproof the wall, but instead I just love shooting in a three pointer with an egg carton and the recycling. Oh, it's so satisfying. It's true. Um, that's incredible. My 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 breakfast was uh, I had a birthday yesterday, by the way, um, and. For the birthday, I got a number of delectable treats. One of the treats I got was, I put this on, on Twitter and I believe Instagram. Uh, one of the treats I got or a present I got was custom Oreos. I didn't know we could do this. I didn't know we possessed this technology as a society. My wife got me fast break breakfast printed Oreos. But I ask you, Kelly, how can I eat one of these things? It's art. It came in a pack of 12. It probably was expensive. Like, I don't, I feel, I feel nervous. Like if I break up the set, I don't know. Then again, you know, 
But the, also, they're Oreos. You know, they're they also found Oreos. Oreos. And they're not going to be special. They're, they're just forever. Oreos, as far as I know. No, no, I mean the other way around. Like these the Oreos are made by the good people at Dupont. Like that that stuff is going to last forever. <laughs> it's on top never of going these, bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. So, you know, this is like a wedding cake in the in the fridge. Situation. It's a forever chemical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I'd have, I'd be careful with it. I thought maybe I should double the <laughs> amount. Like, like throw away. yeah, like one to one to keep and then one to eat at the very least. You could apparently customize the flavoring. And I think, I think mm. mine has birthday cake flavored filling with a white chocolate coating. I mean, there's sprinkles on there. It's magical. Grizzlies. It's magical. Beautiful. But my actual breakfast was also very, very sweet. It was leftover uh, birthday cheesecake. Cheesecake of all the cakes. You made a face. That's for our YouTube audience. No, it went nice. It's a nice. Oh, face. nice! It was kind. Of, oh, it was like, oh yeah. Like breakfast when, cake. But of the oh. breakfast cakes, cheesecake I think is yeah. the most perfect. It feels the most like something that should be always served at a breakfast because you, you add fruit to it. You get some raspberries, some sliced strawberries. It's perfect. Even without the Danish association, because it has that savory element, it's far more than like an apple pie for breakfast or a boysenberry or even a rhubarb, more of your savory, you know, sp uh, spicier yeah. sort of sour treats. Yeah, that makes total and complete sense. The cheesecake is the absolute breakfast cake of all cakes. It was it, it, it was absolutely delightful. Um, for, for my birthdays, by the way, my wife's gotten in the habit of giving me NBA-themed a paraphernalia for a, a jersey number that reflects my age. So last year was my Pascal Siakam year. Uh, I had a Pascal Siakam jersey, which unfortunately I wore the last day of, you know, when I was 43, and that was the day the Raptors played the Grizzlies. So it wasn't the best day to be wearing a, well, actually it was because the Raptors won. Um, but this is now my Bojan Bogdanovich year. I got a nice print of a Bojan Bogdanovich buzzer beater, <laughs> which I've always, I've always, oh, I've got it right here actually. So we have a uh, Bojan Bogdanovic drilling a three-pointer <laughs> against a Michael the, Jordan shot. It's that like a so Michael good. Jordan shot. It's like Michael Jordan the shot. All the faces. Oh, it is. So a, it is a blown-up vision of Bojan Bogdanovic on the on the Jazz knocking down a game-winning three-pointer. What team was going to be? Uh, buzzer beater. Uh, my wife was like, she asked me. She says, "Is this an important shot? Because there's a lot of this." <laughs> <laughs> on the NBA store.com. And I looked at it and I'm like, I don't, I don't have a clear memory of this. I don't, I don't think this is playoffs. Um, so I, I went and looked it up. It's not playoffs. It's regular season. It's, it's an awesome shot. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, hopefully it was not too expensive. Hopefully it cost less than the Oreos. That's all I'm saying. Um, but it was a good present. Anyways, those were our breakfasts. Uh, after our breakfast, Kelly, I'm not going to make you apologize, but we moved to our breakfast and bed apologies. We're not staying total format. Um, but, uh, a few guideposts to help me along the way. One of them, breakfast and bed apology. Um, I think this is important. In the last episode, I made fun of a major NBA newsbreaker. And we all had a good, me and John had a good laugh about it. About uh, this newsbreaker reported last week that the Mavericks were willing to include Dorian Finney-Smith in a trade for a star. And we hooted and hollered we thought that was a hilarious thing to report, quote-unquote report. Well, the joke's on us, Kelly. The Mavericks did, in fact, trade Dorian Finney-Smith for a star. So for that, apologies, Major NBA Newsbreaker. Um, your intel, absolutely accurate. DFS, I, 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 who thought? He's, who he's, thought? You know. 
he's one of those guys they never like to the heat trade that Udonis Haslam 10 years ago for a Mercurial point guard. No, I thought mm. DFS was one of those guys. Is that an that feel I don't want to get I don't want to get my player comps incorrect. That feels like a slight um put down of Dorian Finney Smith. Was Udonis Haslam ever 10 years ago he was not crucial? Is it wrong to say Dorian Finney Smith is crucial was crucial? To the Mavericks, Man, the is, he going the difference to be, too. is he going to be crucial okay. for the Nets? I don't know. Maybe he's super alpha root Aminu. I, 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 you know, it's. it's <laughs> I just it's, feel it's like you're better. slandering Dorian Finney-Smith nonstop. I mean, maybe I mean, so, actually, gotta... that's my fault. Super alpha root Aminu would be incredible. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right there. And Brooklyn has it now. Congratulations. That... You, you were the one team that could get through to, uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe stop wearing Nikes or something like that. But yeah, <laughs> I thought he was untouchable. Um, you saying super Al Farouk Amino reminds me of a time someone criticized Zion as saying he's just going to be a Zach Randolph with the vertical leap. And I was like, <laughs> that sounds like the best player in the NBA. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Seven feet. Oh, yeah. gosh. Um, so how important do you think so this this Kyrie Irving trade which was huge. I mean the the thing over the weekend was all right Kyrie wants to get traded which was like what type of I don't know it was it was a bit I guess it was shocking not totally shocking but like he'd already done this and then we felt like all right maybe they settled down they've been pretty good the Nets are having a good season overall as a team if you just look at the one loss record um Kevin Durant's playing as good as ever when he's healthy but now um they don't agree on an extension and he wants to get traded. He makes this demand, and we all have, again, we hoot and holler. But now the, the Mavericks and Mark Cuban step up to the plate. What are your thoughts on this massive deal? I mean, the hooting and hollering, it, it put us in, in, a, in a tilt cycle, a little spin circle. Yeah. There for a bit, but like we forget that we don't live these these players live in an entirely different world they don't care that the nets have won seven of 12 and they don't care that like the whatever is why they don't they're worried about a contract and their legacy and a contract and they're you know they're worried about their personal lives big large shocker to us that are worried about like uh you know the business are really coming on you're gonna have to watch them on the second half of the <laughs> And, and that's Kyrie Irving is, and the rest of these players are living in the trade deadline zone. And yep. we, we were all kind of surprised that the trade deadline was on Thursday and that Kyrie's like, this might be the most pivotal week of his entire life. And, uh, you know, rap, rap, rap. He wants in. He needs to do something about it. Well, actually, so once I got past that, you know, I was OK with it. Speaking of trade deadline week, we have huge fast break breakfast breaking news. Uh oh. Um, I wish Chuck could weigh in right now. The Miami Heat have traded Dwayne Dedman for nothing. Um, this is a salary dump. They're uh, <laughs> they're trying to cut their payroll. They sent Dwayne Dedman and a second round pick to the San Antonio Spurs. Huge well, power shifting move in the NBA. It's a Brian Windhorst thing, you know. What are they What are they dumping for? I, I was I was personally surprised to see that Dedman was back on the roster. When I saw a photo of him the other day, is walking. Oh yeah, he's been walking, matching salary for a while now. Um, He notably got in a fight with a foot massager, uh, used Mm -hmm. brandished it as a weapon earlier this year, Um, and so now they have the 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 Heat are in uh, cut costs mode, 
And it uh, looks like the Spurs using some of their salary cap to uh, acquire a single second-round pick. But you, you say, like, the, the players, they're in NBA trade deadline mode. Like, Spencer Dinwiddie took this seemingly well, where basically once the trade breaks, he's like, well, when Sham says it's time to go, you pack up. And he's Twice. also like, he said it. what? Twice, because we had the, you know, the little Toronto Raptors interruption. And then when it officially went through, he's like, well, he did it a second time. He did it the first time. And then I think he did it yesterday afternoon, too. Yeah. Um, so he uh, he says he's happy to be going back home. What does this mean for the Nets specifically on their current roster? I think I think this keeps them extremely competitive. I feel like the pieces of Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith are highly useful and good pieces to put around Kevin Durant. Does this make them better, worse, or unchanged in your opinion? It makes them capable. You know, it's, it's a, it's a very Jacques Vaughn, you know, approach to life DFS and Spencer Dinwiddie, just two go-getters, you know, the, the, the pick, I know he didn't ask about it. Well, the pick is for me, that's icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they get I to sing on the cheesecake. Sorry. Let's forget. Let's turn Kyrie into a video game player and, and forget all the other stuff. Kyrie gets injured. He hurts his wrist. He hurts his shin. He hurts his foot. Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, he's pleased pretty outside of the big injuries. He's, he's in there. So yeah, it makes them a, a, a sensible team that can take some of the use, which is weird to say when you're losing Kyrie Irving's 27 points a game, but it's going to take some of the usage problems off of, um, KD, who had a ridiculous, you know, usage minutes, crazed shots, uh, first half of the season. So if we can get into a more orthodox style of basketball that, you know, that that's lends themselves in my head, uh, to approach a four out of seven situation better than just hoping Kyrie's going to be around. If he tears a hamstring in the middle of May, he's just Kyrie's always like that with regardless of the court stuff. So yay, normal basketball team. Now, now go get a center. Right. I mean, I think even their mixture of guards they have, Spencer Dinwiddie plus Seth Curry plus whenever Patty Mills can play, that's a fine approximation of just getting you some shooting, some like obviously you're losing the spectacular all NBA level creation. You're, you're missing the, you know, out of nothing shot creation. But when you have KD and then you also can get a, what I think is a, uh, you called it a, a super Alfred Camino style yeah. guy, uh, a capable wing defender who can shoot, who you can play in the playoffs. And now you have like this collection of guys where you have Royce o- O'Neal and Dorian Finney Smith. And then you can play, I think, a more traditional front court with, because Claxton's awesome. Kevin Durant, we know, is incredible. And like just having those extra pieces where now you're like, does Ben Simmons play? Is Ben Simmons in, in the yeah. is he in the rotation? Is Joe Harris in the rotation? What do we do with Cam Thomas, who's the best player since Michael Jordan um, mm. or LeBron James? By the way, Cam Thomas, uh, the first, uh, the uh, second youngest player to have consecutive forty point games. Uh, LeBron James being the youngest. This is his last two games. So I don't know. Like in your mind, if you were given, if you're just playing the video game, even um, who are who are you starting now? for the nets and, and what's what's your rotation look like i'm terrible at video games so i'm throwing it to just ben use, Simmons. Oh, I your, him i'm okay i'm that i'm like i can change him i will figure him out i will i will put up with the turnovers and his 52 shooting i don't know how video games work these days but 
I, I find it hard to give up on Ben Simmons yeah. uh, even now. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's I I love the lineup. I don't trust Joe. You know, it's okay for Joe Harris to have a completely lost year because his yeah. it takes a while to come back from whatever the heck they did to you know just you know drilling screws into his bones or whatever it's not a it's it's okay for him to have a year and it's okay for patty mills to be off and on but patty mills knows how to get ready for a three o'clock in the afternoon abc playoff game in the second round and uh you know dinwiddie's gonna be on it and i'm i i'm the the thing with Claxton is it's it just I'm so happy it happened because it made all this possible. We're not doing any of this if he's still whipping on plays like he was his last couple of years. Like the fact that he turned into this like not let's say part of Jared Allen that he turned into this guy that can cover the waterfront and like he's always been good at at closing on threes and stuff like that. But for him to be this guy you can rely on, who cares if he can't hit him? jump shot i don't care who they throw it it's going to be jock vaughn and it's going to be orthodox and and uh you know awfully uh uh, uh what's the guy's name larry drewish it's yeah. going to be uh going to be bob hillish it's going to be it's going to be like that and i'm i that's fine get rid of the weird uh is is what they have a couple of weeks or a couple of me a couple of days to do i i i would really try to get rid of ben simmons and make him someone else's problem it's if <laughs> they're you not don't have the going to be able organizational to capability if, if there's a four-way deal if you can sneak that that salary into somewhere that can help someone and and there's a team that just doesn't care or wants to take a flyer but they obviously do not have the circus is not big enough for them to be the team that takes on and switches Ben Simmons. It gets him to play. However, we all want him to play, I suppose. So I, I would, if that's there, even if it's a loss, even if you have to lose one of those picks, if you can come up with just a sensible ball player, a stretch something. I hate saying this. I want to be this guy that says 40 minutes on them until he figures it out and learns how to play. I want to be that person still, but it's Durant. You have to do everything now. There's going to be a championship season still because you have a guy that can play 42 minutes a game of the best basketball anyone's seen. So I hope they're not done. What would the, what would the Hornets? I'm just, this is just coming to me. If we're in the, if we're in the dump of Ben Simmons camp, if we're in the, we got to get something like, what would the Hornets ask if you're saying we will take back Mason Plumley and Gordon Hayward, and you now take over the project that is Ben Simmons, the non-shooting, slightly broken human being, perhaps a guy struggling uh-huh. on the basketball. He's not, he's not an abject disaster on the court. He's just not a good. You know, he's a guy. He's just this weird kind of. It's like a weird issue to figure out how do we make this useful, the things he does, and then on the specific Nets roster, where now, like, if I'm starting the team, or if I'm starting, you know, I think I'm going traditional with KD at the four, like KD, Claxton, four, five, probably Finney Smith at the three, Dinwiddie at the one, and then I'm deciding, do I play, like, Royce O'Neal at the two? Do I start Seth Curry? Something like that, you know, and I'm not, I I have trouble envisioning a starting lineup with Ben Simmons, even though they've been doing that a lot. I would be intrigued. Like, if Gordon Hayward can play basketball at all, that's just, um, to reuse the idiom, uh, more icing on the cake. I'm basically dumping Ben Simmons' salary and saying Mason Plumlee is a fine backup center. Yeah, I mean, but Hayward, make fun of him for, you can't stay on the court, but 
he's a little Durant when it comes to production and filling up the box score and being able to just house people at the top of that, uh, you know, with the nail there. Uh, yeah, that would be, that'd be a, a beautiful thing. And if I'm, you know what, I don't stay on the Ben Simmons thing. I, if I'm a team, I, I would still take a chance. I'm if I'm going nowhere and just let him sign him to a giant contract and just let him be on your team. And so well, that's he already tires done, Kelly. else. Yeah. But I mean, like I just keep them around. Yeah. I, I I mean I just I I want to be I would want to be the team that gets the year and a half of the Ben Simmons that we're all going to write yeah. columns about. So Ben Simmons um, making uh four going to make eighty million over the next two seasons. You know the twenty four mm-hmm. and twenty five seasons. So that's a keep it going. That's keep a lot. It going. <laughs> just can't, just spread it out. It's going to be uh you know we have we have Amazon drones who are going to be feeding basketball content to us in the new TV deal. So also, I, you know, I, I mean the the, the Hornets the Hornets amnestied the Batum deal. Just they're used to it. They could just eat the whole Ben Simmons deal. I wonder how many picks that's worth uh worth of uh, for them to try that. Uh, assuming I think it's highly unlikely that Ben Simmons gets moved. So assuming Simmons stays, would you try to pitch him on six man big guy? Back up, oh, yeah. back up five, or just tell, I don't know if you have to pitch him. Just tell him, like, hey, this is what we're doing now, buddy. I don't, I think you can still, you know, fake start him and just eat those minutes at the beginning of the first and third quarter where you're yeah. negative, negative a million. I just, I, I don't want to lose him completely, even though if it's going to totally trash my basketball team. I mean, Larry Brown won a championship by going to Ben Wallace in the first possession of every game just to make his big man happy, even if he's going to airball a jump hook from four feet. It's just that I, I would still go I with love that, that because you, I, you made I, the commitment. I'm going with that correlation. It was it was nothing else about that team. It was give it was giving Ben Wallace that first touch of the game. Got a title. Both for both the, the same thing. Yeah. The Bill, Car- Bill, with, uh, Bill Cartwright. I remember as a kid, I felt I don't know if this was accurate. I mean, Rick Smith was was a was a greater player. But I specifically remember watching Pacers and Bulls games and like the first possession of the game, like Bill Carr, I would always make like a 15 footer in my mind. And I'm like, why don't they do this more? And then uh, and then I remember Rick Smith. It felt like every first two possessions. And this is clearly anecdotal 30 year old memories of a child. Um, but like I remember like it felt like they posted up Rick Smith's the first play every game and the second play. And he scored every time. And I'm just like, why doesn't Sky average 40? Why isn't it every single play? Like, was it? I mean, is there a thing where the other team concedes like, hey, first possession of the game in the 90s, you're allowed just to shoot a jump shot. I'm not going to guard you. Yeah, possibly. And with yeah. Rick Smith's case, his feet were on fire. Like yeah, I know. Feet, I know all about that. I have Rick Smith's yeah, feet, yeah. I think, turns out. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I have a new, I, you, uh, Kelly, uh, this is for, the, this is for the, the weekly listeners. I have a new uh, prescription cream for my psycho foot pain. Um, I think ooh. it's working. Really? But, uh, I don't know. The, that's, the foot a, pa- that's a strong cream. The foot that's pain is the foot pain has, has gone away. The the shooting. Uh, I don't know what causes it. Foot pain has gone away. I have this. I have this cream that smells like WD forty. It is the strongest smelling stuff, uh, I guess. And they're like, wash your hands after you use it. I'm like, oh, no, no. I, don't, I, I don't smell know. tremendous. Yeah, I, I smell. No, I, I, I smell, I smell like a, I smell like a working man, not a piano yeah. player podcaster. I smell, like, I smell like I've been fixing airplanes. Um, yeah, I just straighten out a, 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 a wow. That's that's well good because creams are usually uh, you know eh, not so much. Yeah, um, of dubious. This is like this is just there's nothing in this, right? You give me sugar but like water. in the NBA back then, yeah. you could go to that one on one shot, and everyone was like, "Well, we have to leave him alone and let him perform on the low post because yeah. it's the '90s. Yeah. There's no zone. You can't." 
So yeah, and then Rick, God, Rick. I mean, Rick never averaged more than thirty min- minutes a game, and he still made the All Star team Why? once when he was like thirty-two. I wish. I mean, I think the the horses left the barn for this idea. But why don't they? They should just let Ben Simmons like be like, "Hey, would you shoot a three pointer on the first possession of every game? Just do, like just do it. It'll be fun. It'll be awesome. It's fun shooting three pointers. Everyone likes it, but you. Um, it's like let, a uh, the crowd that stands up novelty or something like yeah. that. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll stand until we make a bucket. Like if Dwight, like why can't a team back in the day, like Dwight Howard, you're allowed to shoot a three pointer first possession of every single game? Like what? Mm-hmm. It's not going to hurt you anything. I mean, who who really cares? Um, I think the Nets did incredibly well getting, again, useful rotation pieces and that first round pick for a guy who was likely gone. Like, I think, I think it keeps them in, in Eastern Conference contender status. You build around Kevin Durant. Great work. What do you make of the reports? I love this. This is delightful and delicious to me. What do you make of the reports that Joe Sy's main objective in this trade was not to send him to the Lakers? Oh, it it scans, doesn't it? It just makes complete sense. That's what yeah. owners do. Yeah, you can get singularly petty because there's only thirty of you. I mean, shout, shout out to my uh, my good buddy Dan Gilbert. It's just like you can't. Well, wait, yeah, let's talk about sense. that. So Dan 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 Gilbert abstained for the sale of approving the sale of the the Phoenix Suns to apparently a real estate rival. I don't know the guy's name, Matt Ishiba or something to that effect. Oh, whoever the, the new guy who bought the Suns, uh, the sale was approved 29 to zero with Dan Gilbert abstaining. They're both in the real estate biz. Just, just un, un, unreal levels of petty. Just, you know, staying up to 4 and 8, 4 a.m. and writing emails to people to try to get a blogger fired levels of petty. I, I, perhaps I've said too much. Perhaps you've like said you too much. It. Don't Don't get Dan Gilbert to come after me, please. Oh, okay. Guilt by association. That. I don't need it's, it right now, Kelly. It's 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 petty and it's good and I love it. It's like uh, it's you know these are things that owners do. Usually, the, they'll get you in trouble. It's like okay, you don't want to send them to the Cowboys, but you should really trade them to the Cowboys because yeah. they're whatever. You know, like it's that's that sometimes that bites you, but you know he got away with it. So uh, well, so is I mean for the Cowboy. I love this coming out the the pettiness and the fact that Joe Sy just wanted to make Kyrie less happy. Um. By the way, uh, Matt Ishbia is the actual, guy's actual. I should say his actual name probably. Um, as a r- renowned and uh, respected news outlet, I need to get those names right. The uh, the Lakers offer. I don't think it was better though. I mean, a twenty seven and twenty nine pick, and then uh, yeah. Russell. What are you gonna do with Russell Westbrook? I mean, that's yeah. you don't you don't need a Russell Westbrook. So I don't think the Lakers pick was that much uh, better. There are some talks that the Lakers wouldn't include Max Christie or Austin Reeves in the deal. What is your reaction to that? I laughed. Max Christie is the straw that breaks the camel's back. No, no, no. We can't go that far. I mean, they lost out on Doug Christie once. I get it. They want to make (laughs) sure if they have the next Doug Christie, they, they, they keep him, And that's how I see Max Christie and uh, Reeves, you know, Whatever it's it's a um, it's a plant, but it's a good one. That's probably the truth, and and I dig it. They they they, they it's a good way to pump up your recent drafting. Uh, and, I mean, they're and, just uh, going to they're <laughs> just going to let Austin Reeves walk in free agency like Alex Caruso. I mean, they yeah. I mean, I don't understand why he's untouchable in a he Kyrie plans. Irving he, offer. 
we can't touch their plans. They're geniuses, and we're going. They're going to show us what it's all about this summer when yeah. they they do what they do with the expiring expiring Russell Westbrook contract, and yeah. uh, or maybe they'll do something this week. I I don't know, but until then, <laughs> what uh, what are your thoughts about this trade? It is a huge, feels like a gamble. It's a huge move for the Dallas Mavericks, who of course let Jalen Brunson walk. They had the option of getting him on a steal of a deal earlier last season, whatever that four-year, $55 million extension, which they didn't offer initially. Um, now Jalen Brunson is like maybe an all-star snub. Uh, more on that in a second. But uh, Jalen Brunson killing it on the Knicks. They didn't make the move. Now they make the move where they trade Dinwiddie. They trade a first-round pick. They trade uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, who by all reports is maybe Luca's favorite teammate. A guy who seems beloved. Every Mavericks blogger and podcaster is like weeping over losing Dorian Finney-Smith. And it feels like a pretty big gamble for, like you spelled out, Kyrie, who if you even ignore the noise, the off-the-court stuff, if you if you ignore that, his on-the-court ends of seasons hasn't been that awesome for a long time, maybe not since the Game 7 uh, game winner. What do you make of this deal from the Mavericks' perspective? I I love it because it's silly, and I love these big silly deals, yeah. and they're they're fun. Uh, it's the Josh Green thing gets me. We're we're gonna have Josh Green ascend, and he's gonna do a bunch of stuff that he's never really done before consistently. But then he's shown. I mean, he's shown he can be a great player, but can he be a role player? Uh, it's a it's a whole different trip getting up for that and doing that. I don't know what their lineup's going to look like, uh, but I I love it. He's it, it's it's the same scenario that we hoped for with LeBron. We're gonna we're, he's going to take the pressure off Luca, and they're going to hopefully take the pressure off each other. And and um, you know it's not like Kyrie hasn't had help in all these seasons that he's hurt himself hurt himself. Excuse me in the playoffs, and it's, it, it wasn't James Harden and Durant's fault that he was tearing things up and. But might be different in Dallas. <laughs> it, it might, might be, be different. I like it. I, I think they're going to win. Seriously, I think they're going to win plenty of games. I hope they don't. I mean, I thought Luke was going to be out for longer. It turns out he might be back this weekend or something. So that I think he's that, intending you know, to play on Wednesday. Actually, um, that's oh or, yeah, I misread that. Then a little time is a little sketch to me right now. That's fine. You've driven coast to coast to coast all over the place. No worries. Uh, it's 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 that seems a bit much, but otherwise, yeah, I I, I dig it. There's there's going to be no defense, and they're going to put the onus on this who they represent as this generational coach that they can build around no matter what. And and he's there as long as he wants to be. And Jason Kidd has now got to put up and shut up with it's it's easy to coach a defensive team full of go getters. It's easy to do that. Now he's got to coach for real. He's got to get the the fancy pants first class NBA MVP types to to fall in line and he can't be a martyr. He can't be a, a, you know, back in the day sort of guy. He has to be on the game and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because we could get two guys scoring 50 in a playoff game this May and still get swept. And uh, I'm, I'm game. I'm absolutely game. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never been a huge Spencer Dinwiddie fan, although I think he's been tremendous this season. Um, getting Kyrie the on the court product, seemingly takes a, a lot off of, of Luca's plate. Uh, you could convince me that if you had a strong argument or if you pre- presented me some weird like data set that's like, hey, this these stats say Dorian Finney-Smith, we don't need them. We can get 98% of the production from 
if it is Josh Green or more Reggie Bullock or whatever, I'm like, oh, okay, you've convinced me. Like, I'm not, I'm not so staunchly a fan of Dorian Finney-Smith that I wouldn't be surprised. Um, it does make them a, l- a little bit uh, more terrifying as a Grizzlies fan, you know, that they have these two apex NBA players, um, guys who can just score on anybody. And if you do just fill it in, if it is more opportunity for Josh Green, and like Jaden Hardy, by the way, went off, uh, they beat, that they won. The Mavericks won against the Jazz on Monday night without uh, Kyrie or without Luka. Um, you know, like, they they have bodies in the front court, obviously. I mean, we don't know what's happening with Christian Wood. He might still be on the move. I mean, would they be... I think about them, like, would they get involved in, like, a Pirtle deal? I don't know if they would have the sweeteners for the Spurs, like, to get maybe a more defensive center. But even if they don't, like... I mean, Dwight Powell can play. Okay. Um they, they have some guys and like, yeah, maybe Jason Kidd will get all inspired. Um, and, uh, and this team c- could be even more dynamic and scary. Of course the risk it's a rental. It's legit a rental. There's no agree to contract contract extension. They said they're not going to do one during the regular season. So when this is all over, it's a unrestricted free agent Kyrie. Yeah. It's frightening. Plus the, plus the, you know, 20, 29 pick. You can take the Pat Riley approach and just go, we are aware of the, uh, the, the, the holes that we've dug ourselves and we know our way out of them and we can prepare, you know, we, we freaked out over the Goran Dragic picks that Miami gave up for him ages ago. And they never really turned into much, even though they just, we thought Miami was going to be dead by the, whatever year they popped up. But yeah, the Blaker thing, it's, that's that's off. It's different when when they have a place to go. Like Kyrie still has a a weird place that wants him and has you know the ability to move th- some things around and figure it out. And I don't think he's going to take you know he's he's on record as not wanting less than the maximum. But when it gets to be summertime and it's Lakers versus a Dallas team that went out in the first round and you can sign your trade in a way of some sort of compromise in between max and whatever this likely the same contract, the nets probably offered. Yeah. It's it's summertime gets to people, especially when it's <laughs> California, you know, it's just so I, it's scary. Why, why, why? But I want to see it, but it's the hubris of it all is what I dig. He thinks that there's he he's like, we're the Knicks, we're the Lakers, we're the Celtics. We are. I can figure you out off the court. I can help you out with a million things. We can do something with this money of yours in a good way. Look what I'm doing with all these, uh, you know, the pharmaceutical stuff, Mr. Cuban. You know, we got the, the whole Nike. <laughs> it's like, seriously, there's yeah, like a million yeah, yeah. things. That, these guys, these alpha weird CEO types think they can fix everyone and, and they just need like one PowerPoint with them. And I'm, I'm ready to watch that happen. I'm ready to see. I'm also ready to see what they say about each other in between games. It's going to be, it's, it's a tremendous setup. And uh, I, I, I much prefer it to, uh, to, to Los Angeles in a lot of ways, because I still feel like we're going to get the Los Angeles uh, hookup. And your point about approximating DFS is, is spot on. I mean, there's just, it's not like he's this weird sort of uh, left-handed Thaddeus young, that's doing all these. No, he's a three and D guy that we know what he's all about. And we can come up with things that if Kelly right. Oubre can approximate right. that. He's not, he, he's not so irreplaceable that it's like, how are we going to find another guy who scores 12 points per 38 minutes played? It's like, man, you know, 
you're going to find the buckets. I think it's able to find players who can who can complement Luca. Um, the idea of getting someone as dynamic as Kyrie, it, it makes sense. And and the I guess I can I can see why everyone is constantly every couple years like enamored with like oh my gosh we can get Kyrie, um, let's do it. Right. By the way, five thirty eight thinks the the Mavericks are the favorites to come out of the West now after this oh. trade, which is a. Uh, a pretty big boost. So, so good job there, uh, Mark Cuban. Anyways, all of that Kyrie Irving discussion came out of my apology for making fun of the idea of Dorian Finney-Smith being traded for a star. Uh, before we get to some discussion about the Rising Stars rosters and the All-Star Reserves, a word from our sponsors, the Memphis Grizzlies. All Grizz all the time. Stay connected and follow the Grizzlies at MemGrizz and also at Grind City Media across all social channels. Stay up to date, get breaking news and perspectives you won't find anywhere else. Also, for you in the Memphis area, don't miss Rock and Roll Hall of Famer's journey as they're coming to the FedEx Forum with special guest Toto on Saturday, April 1st. Get your tickets today at Ticketmaster.com or the FedEx Forum box office. Did you ever see a concert in the pyramid? Like a concert concert? Have I ever seen a concert in the pyramid? Yeah. No, no I have not. Did have you get you? out there for one of those? No. No, I always wondered about the acoustics with that. Place. I saw Tool at the, uh, the mid, maybe it's called the Mid-South Coliseum? Mid-South got that place. I saw Tool in the Melvins, I believe is at the Mid-South wow. Coliseum. Wow, that's some sludgy fun. I didn't know the Melvins. Uh, they were, I was there for Tool um, as... I was in the demographic that was for Tool, um, which was ner- ner- nerdy little kids uh, in college. Um, it hit me right where I needed it. Um, but no, I've never seen. I've I've been uh-huh. to the Pyramid to see multiple basketball games. I've been to the Pyramid now as it's a Bass Pro Shop. It's one of the great wonders of the Mid South. Everyone should go there. I'm not joking or being facetious. I want to. I it want is, to, and I'm not being facetious. You got you to gotta drive there, Kelly. It's not that far away. It's uh. It's that's that's. Tremendous! I want you to be tell in that me hotel. when you're going to the to the Bass Pro Shop uh, pyramid, and I, I will I will meet you there. Um, but let's do let's do a couple topics here uh, as we move on. This is a throwback to an old segment, uh, grab bag of things. I want to talk about this came on the last week, and I feel like so much other NBA news has blown past it. I want to talk about the Rising Stars uh, rosters. I might even get into the game format because frankly, I haven't read it and I don't understand it, and I, I assume I don't need to know. Um, but they, they, they included some Jilly players. And I also want to talk about that and the, uh, the All-Star Reserves. Let's go with the Rising Stars. I think, I think the NBA did a fine job of picking these. There's, there's been years in the past, especially when it was USA against the world, where there was a USA squad and a world squad, where I was like, these squads are outrageous. Why are we forcing this format on people? It makes no sense. There aren't enough quality candidates uh, to fill these positions. Now that it's first and second year players, I don't have much beef. Uh, the 11 rookies they chose are all the 11 players who are top in minutes played. Like literally, Paolo Bencaro, Jalen Duran, wow. AJ Griffin, Jaden Ivey, Walker Kessler, Benny Matherin, Keegan Murray, Andrew Nimhard, Jabari Smith, Jeremy Sochan, and Jalen Williams, the good one. Those are the top 11. Were there any issues you had at all? <laughs> Any rookie snubs? Uh, which of the assistant coaches uh, messed up? Um, actually, I don't even know who names the Rising Stars squads anymore. Yeah, I don't. 
I have no the, idea who's, who's in charge of that. The video it was the, it was the yeah. assistant coaches back in the day, but I don't know if it still is. I don't, I, you know, to Eason, like, do you want to watch a defensive stopper with good metrics and good length? No, I want to watch Kenny Lofton no, Jr. No, that is, and, that is putting down, that is greatly diminishing the entertainment value of Tari Eason, who literally in the past seven days maybe posted the best 20-second clip of any basketball player ever. And he also had the weirdest st- – he had like – did he have 13 rebounds and one of them was the defensive? He he had some stat line that was spectacular. He missed five layups and got all the rebounds, got a steal and a block in like a 20-second span for the Rockets. They're the only good thing on that team. He's the only good thing on that team. I think Tari Eason would put up a quadruple, if not a quintuple double – if allowed to play yeah. in a rising stars game, <laughs> he definitely would. He would be the MVP, but yeah. no, we need the clear Andrew MVP. Sensible. Yeah, we, <laughs> we need Rick Carlisle, please. <laughs> mean, which I'm fine with. He's a god, you know. We, I, yeah. No, I'm so ready for this game. It's great. The G League thing excites me so much. I think it's tremendous. I, I hope no one gets hurt. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so chuffed that I these think- rosters. They left the best player in the world off, and I would assume, but the you know beyond that, so I don't know. Maybe I, th- I think I think Desumo, if we want to talk about the sophomore squad, is a bit of a snub. I think Tari Eason has a strong argument to be maybe over someone like all right. I would probably throw Nimhart out and, and put. Uh, I mean, Nimhart has a game winning three pointer over the Lakers. Maybe they just wanted to show that clip a lot during the uh, during the game. But yeah, Tari Eason could be there. I also feel like maybe Shaden Sharp. He's top ten yeah. pick. I feel like you you got to incorporate that in your decision making process somewhat. Um, He'll be there. Yeah, uh, David Roddy not so much, but he did uh, was up there in minutes playing on a team that's actually okay or used to be okay in the Grizzlies. Um, I think you're right. I would assume you a little bit of a snub for the sophomores. Um, some of the sophomores who are named uh, indisputable. All right, Franz Wagner, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, uh, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, uh, Alperin Shingoon. I see no way to be upset that those six guys were included. The next four, Jose Alvarado, okay. Quentin Grimes, okay. Bones Highland, okay. Trey Murphy, okay. Are those guys more deserving than your Ayo DeSumo's or your Herb Joneses of the world? Yes. Yes. Okay. They it's are? A slam, it's slam dunk city. It, it just is. I, Herb Jones is... is no, he's not going to make up for it by making an all-star team, but we we love him. He's got the love. Now we need something on Friday night with a lot of dunks and people that can dread that. You know, that's taken away from Herb Jones's all-around game that we've all witnessed this year is him and Trey Murphy. Just, you know, they're just just a yin and yang together. It's beautiful to watch. But no, I don't, I can't, I cannot get too upset when I'm seeing how much fun they're having with all the other stuff, with all the the Loftons and such. What like, about you know, I'm not I'm not upset that Kuminga's not in there. Yeah, no Kaminga. What about what about Austin Reeves, untouchable in a Kyrie Irving trade? Yeah, I know, but he's you know, enough with these glue guys. The glue guys are for the rookie team. Sante Aldama. Sante Aldama feels uh, borderline snubbish. Yeah, you need someone to bring rain, don't you, from the corner? I, I, I mean, Sante Aldama over Bones Highland. The, the Nuggets won't even play Bones Highland. Yeah, they they don't like Bones Highland. Uh, and gosh, I hope he doesn't become a bull soon. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know what, it's, what is the what is the theorized Bones Highland to the Bulls deal you're worried about? Oh, I'm worried. It's I'm sure it's all nonsense. But any anything in, involving Alex Caruso, I'm I'm scared silly about. I just you know can you I'm, play Bones Highland and, and and Kobe White at the same time? I would I would hope not. Kobe <laughs> is 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 pure. 
and and Bones Highland is, you know, he's a, a scary skeleton guy. He's Halloween. If right Bones Highland's name was Sam Hauser, would anyone be trading mm-hmm. for him? <laughs> if if his name, if Bones Highland's name was Sam Hauser, his nickname would still be Bones Highland. If you think you think if Bones would Bones Highland have made the Rising Stars game if his name wasn't Bones Highland? I think Bones Highland is getting a lot of mileage out of his really cool name. Yeah, but it's earned because the name is cool. I, it's it's just like if you're Inkleburn Humperdinck, you run with it, even though that's not really his name. But like I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to be the team. Yeah, I'm not going to be the team that ta- takes another chance on him just because of his name. But I'd want some team to do that. I, 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 I like anyone who upsets Michael Malone, to be honest with you. He's a tremendous coach in the Grizzlies, or excuse me, the Nuggets are great this year. But, you know, anyone who upsets an Irishman, I'm, I'm in favor of. Because I see where it's, I, I, I see, I see right into that. I, I, I know that feeling. Um, little aside, who's the player you're most excited about getting traded uh, by Thursday? Here, here are your options. It's a multiple choice, not, not uh, essay response. Multiple choice. Bones Highland, Jay Crowder, Furkan Korkmaz, or Jared Vanderbilt? Mm, 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 mm. It's Furkan. It's like Vanderbilt might be the best of them, but, but like he's going to have a second quarter in a playoff game, and he's going to score 12 points, and Hubie Brown's going to be screaming his name. So uh. you know that's going to happen. He'll be out of the rotation by the end of whatever playoff you know series the team tra- – yeah, he'll be out of it by game five. But game game three at home? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go with him. Proven playoff performance. That's a that's a good response. By the way, this Thursday um, is a bit of an announcement. Um, we'll be have we'll be having a live stream over in our playback room, playback.tv slash fast break breakfast at three PM Eastern, which is when the deadline actually is. So I'll be there. Kelly, I believe you might be there. Uh, John's going to be, be there. there. Uh, Joey and Sean from Round Ball Rock will be there. We might get some other guests as well. So all uh, listeners and everybody come hang out at playback.tv slash fast break breakfast this Thursday for the trade deadline at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the all-star reserves were announced. I will be frankly honest. I talked about this on, on grits and grinds. Uh, I was stunned that my guy, Jaron Jackson Jr., Made the All-Star game. But also, delighted. And uh, very, very excited. I think um, the coaches definitely weighed a little team success. They did a good job of weighing uh, defense, I feel like, for the Jaron Jackson Jr. selection. The only Hall of Famers have ever averaged in a season over 16 points and three blocks per game. So I'm just throwing that out there. Jaron's having a great year. But he hasn't obviously hasn't played that much. Uh, Anthony Davis was was not selected. Um, you assume the coaches voted before the Grizzlies went into a tailspin. Um, also, like, uh, no Suns made it. Um, this Phoenix Suns, not people who have fathers. Um, the, uh, yeah, no Suns made it. What were your thoughts? Let's start with the Western Conference. The Western Conference, what were your thoughts on the All-Star Reserves? Who were, by the way, uh, John Morant, Shagler, Alexander, Paul George, Larry Markin, and Demontis Sabonis, Damian Lillard, and Jaron Jackson Jr. It, uh, it it all starts with Zion. It's all one push down from that. The fans wanted to see Zion, so sure. now we're dealing with, uh, with the the butterfly wings. And uh, I mean, Fox bugs me. I don't know who I take off. I don't. I don't. You can I say Jaron. No, because these coaches know what it's like. Ask, ask NBA coaches, who would you rather game plan for? De'Aaron Fox, 
dropping dimes, scoring 39 a game and, and playing the best basketball of his career or Jaron Jackson Jr. When his toe hurts, they'll be like, oh, no, I'd rather take on Fox because they know what Jackson does to your offense they know what yeah. angles he's covering and how tough he makes it on everyone to just get into their sets and run their things and how he just throws people off going uh, no so I'm, i it's if it's bias fine and and it's not fun for an all-star game but yeah i, I don't know who i take off because jackson is is pivotal there's a reason they have the second best uh, defense and the second best record in the West. And I don't care what percentage of minutes on the team he's played this year. Or the, it's, it's, he is just an absolute knockout. He, um he is definitely not uh, built for an all-star game. His, his <laughs> offensive array is not the Grizzlies. Usually but I mean, before John Moran, our thing was putting all-stars in the all-star game who have no business playing the brand of highlight one-on-one -on -one basketball <laughs> like what's mark gasol supposed to do in an all-star game what's, what's zach randolph supposed to do no. in an all-star game um but uh yeah I, so you think the Aaron fox is is the most uh the the most should be the most aggrieved for snubs i i lean more i mean i thought anthony davis i think the i, I understand the lakers are not that good but no one's that far ahead of anybody else in the west and anthony davis is incredible and he played well when he played this year um i also think anthony edwards has been so magical. His game is made for the All-Star game. Uh, I, I weigh that somewhat, the the wow factor, the spectacular factor, the entertainment factor. Um, so like I definitely think Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, and De'Aaron Fox are all guys who could definitely certainly feel aggrieved. Apologies to like Aaron Gordon or Jamal Murray for the Nuggets who are, you know, well ahead in the one seed. You're shaking your head. That doesn't do it for you. I'm never in favor of that. Like I, I get it. Like I wanted Dennis Robin to be on the all-star team of the bulls too. They're on their way to 72 wins. Why don't they get three? Like it's, it's, I didn't get the area. I understand why Aaron Gordon has had an all-star caliber year, but you have to give one spot every year to the Penny Hardaways and the Vince Carters and the people that may not deserve it because they've been injured or whatever. The guys who sell tickets too. Yeah. I mean, well, like you know, regular season tickets. I, we, don't, we, don't care, we don't care about the all-star tickets that no one can afford. I'm just talking about, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the all-star game should somewhat recognize the players who are the marquee stars that actually get people to come out to the local venues and watch the, watch the teams play. Yeah, big Duke guy that was on national TV a million times and broke his shoe and was a number one pick, and now people know him for 360 windmill dunks. It's okay. So, uh, yeah, there's a there's a million deserving all stars. They should they should just feel happy that they don't have a member of the G League night and they're taking one of their spots <laughs> soon. Kelly soon. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, who is it? Justin Anderson's had a really good year. So yeah. So it's, it's, uh, so Steph Curry has an has a knee slash ankle his leg sprain. Um, there's some argument among Twitter doctors what's the actual proper terminology for it. But uh, Curry's not look like he's going to play in the All Star game. Also Zion. Frankly, we don't know if he's going to play in the All-Star game. Uh, if Steph Curry's out, if the commissioner who names the replacement, if he goes off the the weighted ballot that used for the starters, next up, if they pick a guard, would be Darren Fox. You've already said you think he's the most deserving, so it sounds like that would be your pick. If they took it off of just any, regardless of position, you know, they could take Anthony Davis. I also feel like Anthony, like poor Anthony, da Anthony Edwards played every single game. Leads mm -hmm. the NBA in total steals. He's like he's fifth in total points. He's got the Timberwolves playing well. Uh, I, I might still, for the sake of just entertainment value, uh, I would continue snubbing Anthony Davis and Fox for uh, AD uh, for Anthony Edwards. But uh, if two guys get in, maybe you know only one of those people will be sad.
and entertainment, like you have to sell your product too. Like you want people tuning into a, a play-in game with Anthony Edwards because you fell in love with the All-Star Game MVP that he almost won. Right? Or you know, yeah. we we're not going to hype Anthony Davis more than he's already been. He was ruling Kentucky a decade ago, and Jim Rome and David Stern were fighting about him. It's 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 totally understandable if we go flash on this and and have all of us now that we have this subset of media that recognizes screen assists and all these silly things. Uh, you know, we can give our, our plaudits to, to Anthony Davis while still going, you know, you're going to get hurt and we want dunks. <laughs> what about um, so now after the Kyrie trade, actually, the West now has 13 all stars. Um, the East has 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 only 11. It feels like a very unique situation. Should the all star replacement be uh, pulled out of the Eastern Conference? Should our Eastern Conference mm-hmm. snubs such as James Harden and or Jimmy Butler? We can make Kyrie the replacement for the West. Yeah, that's Steph's replacement. Now he's in the Western Conference, and we'll, we'll get one of these snubs in the East. Um, that's gonna be rough because I don't want to see James Harden or Jimmy Butt. Those are two of my favorite guys, but like I did, yes, James Harden is. Uh, but uh, you know the Greybeards don't need on there. I understand. James you don't think Harden's so? Tweet. No, no, let them go party. Go oh pa- my okay. gosh, those those guys are the all stars of partying. Okay. They you're, are the you're saying James Harden does not want to go party in Salt Lake city. Oh, well, I mean, listen, uh, Salt Lake city jokes are a little tired. It's just, oh, traffic. you're right. That time of yeah. year is, is, right. is really tough. And when it, when it's, when it's, when it's like an event that everyone goes to, yep. there's going to be less people in some of these other cities. So, you know, gotcha. I, it's nothing to do with Salt Lake city itself. So the Eastern Conference also reserves Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brown, Joel Embiid, Bam Adebayo, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. I was pretty surprised by, uh, honestly, a couple of those names. What were your thoughts on that? And do you think anybody in the East is a legit snub? The Drew Holiday thing surprised me, and then I got over it a second later because I still <laughs> yeah. watched that guy like yeah. guard everyone and take on this. You know, okay, it's time for I'm coming off my, the bench in the second quarter, and I got to switch assignments. And he's been there through thick and thin, and I know what you sort of your Brook Lopez has, but Drew has been so good. So I, I, I you know, and the Bam thing is uh, once I saw the um, was it the players that that voted for Bam a lot. Then you can see why what's what yeah. the Bears are like. This guy is is too much to handle, and I would I would move heaven and earth to have him as a teammate. And it's you know so I kind of took that as a respect thing. I was also chuffed on a different subject. Uh, Giannis, I thought that was some some good stuff. Uh, but yeah, I I was surprised, but I don't I can't kick Drew Holiday off that team. I'm yeah. not about to. I was surprised by the Drew Holiday one. Not because I don't love him. He's one of my favorite NBA players. Because there's been previous seasons where Drew Holiday wasn't named an all-star. I thought he was going to be an all-star. And I kind of thought like, well, the coaches just don't vote for Drew Holiday that much. Or they're, or they're spreading the credit among the books. Previous seasons, it was like, all right, Giannis is obviously the best. And then there's like, all right, there's there's Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. And we can't put them all in the all-star game. So maybe the vote is split. And because of that, other guys get in. So... I wasn't bothered by Drew Holiday's inclusion. I just was a little bit surprised because he hadn't made it before. This is only his second All-Star appearance. I was legit surprised by Julius Randle making it over James Harden, over Jimmy Butler, and even over his teammate Jalen Brunson. I feel like you mentioned the thing about Jaron Jackson Jr., like who's the hardest to game plan for? Do the coaches feel like when you play the Knicks, like our biggest problem? They're thinking, all right, it's Julius Randle. Yeah, this guy is a... a, 
Butterbean to guard. He yeah. is he is really tough, and he's changed his shot profile, and he's he's having another tremendous year and they're winning more games that they lose so yeah i feel that there's gonna always gonna be a five foot nine left-handed point guard bias i'm not i'm not, I'm not you know versus to pointing that out on national airwaves there's just it's always going to go to the bigs if it's left to the coaches but like what a big like that player is is he's doing it right he's doing it right and i was on his side last year it's a tough city to play in and and we all knew it was going to be a plexiglass thing. He wasn't going to make as many shots last year as he did the year before. And uh, he handled it like uh, probably better than most people would have handled it. Yeah. Uh, so I think there is kind of also a response to that, too, which, you know, I'm not above. But, yeah, like you said, I think they have to game plan for this guy who's just, oh, he's so tough and he's left handed. Yeah. So it sounds like you're pretty satisfied with the East. Uh, I felt like it was a really it was a really tough. I mean, it's a tough assignment, but. Like, you don't have any issues. No Jimmy Butler, no no James Harden, no Trey Young, no DeJounte Murray. Yeah. The Young thing was a surprise. And then I kept going go back and thinking, like, he'd be like, the, I, maybe I'm just with the mean click that is, is having a hard time with Trey Young this year, something like that. Because yeah. every time I tried to stick him on the team, I was like, well, I want three other guys before him. So I, I feel it's on me to, to, to try to reestablish some sort of spark with Trey Young in the last half of this season. But uh, also even, yeah, I'm not upset. I mean, even Darius Garland has been having a tremendous season and he just has maybe less wow factor um, in Ohio. Yeah. Get yeah. that guy on the road. And he's useless. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're not upset about the all-stars, which is great to know. I'm not upset either because my guy, Jaron Jackson Jr. Made it. So everything else is gravy. Before we get to the award segment of the program, Kelly, we do have one important section. The, uh, listener questions, the croissant question. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? This week, Kelly, one single question. This is asked by Denver Drew. This is in regards, I'm setting the scene. This is in regards to a confrontation between Austin Rivers and Mo Bamba, where Austin Rivers ran into the magic bench and got in a fight, both players were suspended multiple games. Denver Drew wants to know, so who is the alpha dog of the city of Orlando? Of course, this is, again, setting the stage. Austin Rivers went to Instagram to explain that he, he is basically the king, of Orlando. the king of Orlando. None higher. I mean, it's got to be him, though, right? Like <laughs> name, name a more Orlando person in the history he is, of Orlando. He is Orlando come to life. He is he's real, or, like Orlando I'm in human form. Aside, yeah, he's just super Orlando. And uh, uh, wow, I, I don't, I don't know. I looked up a whole list of golfers from Orlando, and I couldn't. Golfers, people who make their money playing golf. Yeah, and I could not find a more Orlando person than Austin Rivers, who. Uh, he's been on uh, 28 teams, I believe, at this point. Something but like not, that. Has not been a member of the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I, I, he's, I don't know if he's Mr. Orlando Magic, but he's definitely Mr. Orlando. What, what about Vince Carter? Would Vince Carter take umbrage? Does he feel like he, I believe he's from the Orlando area. Um, I believe he maintains a home still in Orlando. Is Vince Carter offended? Do you feel like he should be Mr. Orlando? I feel like that's Tracy's territory. Still Tracy's territory? Okay. 
Yeah, all right. I just, you know. What you know, about Vince a little guy named Walt Disney? Mm-hmm. No. Well, he's a little guy because it's just his head is left, correct? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just a head, head in the jar. Tank. Um, that's, um, what about Stanley Roberts? Yeah, he's he's more Bayou to me. He's he's, that's he's fair. an LS through and through. I just see that big. Plus, he had a lot of fun in Los Angeles. If anyone wants to get up on YouTube and look up anything having to do with the Stanley Roberts trade from Orlando to Los Angeles, he uh, you know he had a good time out there. Um, the internet tells me that Wesley Snipes is from Orlando. Really? Well, you know, tax haven. <laughs> He's just never been a fan of paying his fair share of taxes. <laughs> He's had yeah, some problems um, um, with that. Uh, all right. How about uh, Joey Fatone? The internet also That's says. very Orlando. That is That's very, very Orlando. Or- very Orlando. Incredibly Orlando because it's yeah the musical theater stuff you have you know the the, the cruise stuff that you know got the year round it, you know it's a very talented person um, wow that's that's tough but so, then again Austin Rivers Austin Rivers I, here's the final one that I also associate with Orlando is Justin Timberlake and that's only because NSYNC was from Orlando um, Justin Timberlake is is you know he's definitely aligned himself as, as being a Memphian. Um, mm-hmm. born in born in Memphis, uh, affiliated, uh, involved with the Grizzlies, but still, I have left over. One, his persona seems Orlando-ish to me. It does, and, he's and then I still have the attachments so. going back from my college days. I remember seeing the flyers for the the for the auditions for NSYNC. Uh, wow. they, they were they were posting them all the way up in Tallahassee at Florida State, and um, wow. yeah, so like I associate Timberlake with the city of Orlando, but it's still it's still Austin Rivers. You know, yeah, it's Austin Rivers because he's less of an ex. Orlando is, you know, it's let's be honest, it's it's a destination city. It's where you go if you've got the kids incorporated gig. If you if you've got the, uh, <laughs> the you know, if you, if Mark Summers says you're the one, this kid's a star. You know, it's 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 that sort of thing. So it brings in the talent from all across America. Uh, but Rivers is just he's that homegrown feel. And for Timberlake, I, he's got he's a ton of Memphis in him, but I also always feel like. Wherever that punked episode took place, that's where he's from. <laughs> Just that house with the acoustic guitar. Yeah. That's where, I don't know where it was, California-ish, but that's where he lives forever, him and Jessica Beale, according to my head. Yeah, perfect. Um, anyways, thanks for the question, Denver Drew. If you guys out there want your question answered on air, you have to become a Patreon supporter. By the way, thanks to our new Patreon supporters, Joseph Crane, Charles Crabtree, and Jay Appreciate you guys signing up. If you want to join our listener-only Slack, the only way to get into that is by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. All right, it's now time for the awards segment of the program, Kelly. This is very exciting. I've never been here for an International Stack House of Pancakes Award before. We have uh, a lot of good nominees this week. Um, stretching back into last month, January 31st, uh, I felt like a lot of guys were trying to get in. We had, um, we had Drew Holiday going six for 20, Terry Rozier going six for 20, Angelus Randall going six for 19, all on January 31st. But I have bad news for those guys. February happened and they were all, uh, erased from contention by the following performances. Here's just our honorable mentions. Paolo Bencaro, Mr. Orlando himself, 3 for 16. Spencer Dinwiddie, newest net, 4 for 19. 
RJ Barrett, 6 for 21. Kawhi Leonard, 7 for 26. In this hotly contested week, we have three guys who made the cut for nominees, and here they are. We're going to pick the worst one. Russell Westbrook in a victory, a one-point victory over Andrew Nimhart and the Pacers. Russell Westbrook was 2 for 16 from the field. 10 points, 10 assists, 3 rebounds, 4 turnovers, 2 personal fouls. Tim Hardaway Jr. of the new look at Dallas Mavericks in a win against the Pelicans was 3 for 18, 9 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 personal foul. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, newest net, in the exact same game as Tim Hardaway Jr., was 4 for 19 for 21 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 blocks, 2 turnovers, 3 personal fouls. By the way, shout out the Mavs getting a 7 for 37 combined performance from Spencer Dinwiddie and Tim Hardaway Jr. and still beating the Pelicans. So, Kelly, our three nominees are Russell Westbrook, 2 for 16, 10 points, 10 assists, 4 turnovers. Tim Hardaway Jr., 3 for 18, 9.6 rebounds. And Spencer Dinwiddie, 4 for 19, 21 points, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 3 turnovers. What are you feeling? Oh, Hardaway. Hardaway's is pretty good. I I don't consider Dinwiddie. The, he got to the line, 21 points, a lot of points. For me, it's Hardaway's 3 for 18 or Russell Westbrook's 2 for 16. A lot, a lot of turnovers for Russ, but he got some assists. I'll agree. Two-man game. We can't have a split. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., congratulations on your International Stackhouse of Pancakes victory. Also, congratulations on being the son of perhaps the greatest I shop box score of all time. Tim Hardaway uh-huh. Sr.'s famous 0 for 17. Uh, the biggest 0 for game in NBA history. Uh, like father, like son. Congratulations, Tim Hardaway Jr. Anyway, Kelly, we're going to finish the show with a segment we debuted last week called Kudos to Me. You don't have to have a kudos. I have a kudos. But kudos to me in honor of Dylan Brooks learning to pass the basketball. Kudos to me. Um, I'm averaging a career high in assists. Kudos to me. I punched Donovan Mitchell in the groin. Got suspended for a game. Kudos to me. Here's my kudos to me. Last week on the show, I was talking about the Washington Wizards, Kelly. They were on a heater. They'd won six straight. You might think this would be an opportunity for me to apologize. Like, I could have used this as my breakfast in bed apology. I said, I predicted last week that the Wizards would win 12 straight games. On that same episode, I pointed out how we had overpraised the Philadelphia 76ers, and thus the podcast curse had afflicted them, (laughs) and they went out and blew a 20-point lead to the Orlando Magic. So in the same episode where I said I overpraised the, the Sixers and then they blew a 20-point lead, I then said that the Wizards would win 12 straight. People are like, well, you gotta, you got to apologize. No, 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 no. This is a kudos to me. My podcast power has never been stronger. <laughs> After predicting the Wizards would win 12 straight games, what happened their next game? Their game was canceled. That doesn't happen every day. So then their game was canceled, which you will never convince me would not have been their seventh straight victory against the Pistons. After that, they lose their next two games where they have a 20-point lead in each one of them. One of them is is one of the Cam Thomas games. And then they get blown out by the Cavs. So since saying the Wizards would win 12 straight, no, no, no. They've (laughs) had a game postponed. They've lost three. Two of them they had a 20-point lead in. Kudos to me. The podcast curse has never been stronger. <laughs> what do you think the Wizards are going to do with the trade deadline, Kelly? Uh, I hope it has some to do. They hope it has some to do with Corey Kisbert. 
I'd, I'd guess based on uh, 30,000 minutes a game. They're oh, you think, are you think they're, they're, they're pumping up the Kispert value? That's why he's playing so much? Uh, that's probably it. I hope it is. I, I don't know. It's Maybe it was to uh, delight Bob Weir during the uh, Bill Walton-a-thon last night. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I did see some of that, and it was that uh, Bob Weir has never, never seen an NBA game. That is that is <laughs> absolutely clear. They asked him what his favorite NBA memory was, and he was like, it was the time the Celtics came to a Grateful Dead show, and they were holding beer bottles in both their hands and drinking two at a time instead of holding two cans yeah. and that they drank all the people dead's beer, which is, you know, no, no small task, even in the yeah. 80s. That's, imp- that's, that, that, that's very impressive. Um, so that's what I thought about the wizards game last yeah. night. Uh, final thought for, uh, if you want to, anything, a parfait away, anything you're looking forward to, what, what are, what are your, any overarching thoughts on things we missed or what you do hope goes down? Uh, on Isn't Thursday, it wonderful that this is just going to be done. We're just going to do it. Friday is going to get back to basketball, and then it can be silly again. And we're going to have to make up our own drama instead of having it be actual. Like this is where people have to live. Oh, I got to get a new team. Like that's drama. In two weeks, it's going to be back to tortilla soup. So I'm 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 so happy for that. Yeah. Well, Kelly, thanks so much for joining the show. A little extended guest stint for you. Always a pleasure talking basketball with you. Everyone out there, go subscribe to Kelly's amazing newsletter, tsa.substack.com, the second arrangement. No one writes about basketball like Kelly. It is a delight to read, so everyone go make sure you subscribe to that. Anyways, if you want to support our show, do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't miss the playback on Thursday for the trade deadline. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being TNG. Fast break break, man. You understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.